Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. This is Bloomberg Business of Sports. The cold hard truth about the Olympic journey is not really been financially incentivized in the same way that many other professional sports are. The business of basketball involves CBA, global, our licensing arm, Think 450. All of those things will make up what that looks like. Money in sports is one of the reasons why I enjoy being on Monday Night Countdown. We talk about some of the more interesting aspects of business of sports. When you talk in sports, discipline is the bridge from being good to other being great at whatever it is that you're trying to be or accomplish at your profession. Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio. This is the Bloomberg Business of Sports. Hi, everyone. I'm Mike Lynch, and we are thrilled today to have Churchill Downs CEO Bill Karstangen. And what a week it is. For Derby Week, there's nothing like it any place else on the planet. Bill, welcome to the show. Great to have you with us. Thanks, Mike. It's great to be here. All right. So as the CEO, do you get goosebumps like other people do, I mean, going into this week? I still do. I, I, uh, it's a busy week, but it's a labor of love. So I'm as excited as most of the fans. So yeah, I get goosebumps. I love doing what I do. And that's true for most of our team. This is, this is a lot of fun, a lot of work, but a lot of fun. And it always feels, it always feels good when it comes off successfully. I know the work for 2022 Derby probably started within an hour after the 2021 Derby. What's on your checklist going into the final few days before post time? things on the front side it's just making sure people can get in and out of the facility make sure we have all the people we need to 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 provide the service that our that our guests expect uh making sure the horses are here that that they're being monitored that they're safe that they're ready to go uh trying to control just about everything we can think of to control and trying not to worry about the thing we can't control which is always the weather we 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 run an outdoor event so a lot of our guests are undercover. They're in nice areas, high-end areas. But ultimately, this is an outdoor event, and the, and the horses run in the rain or the shine. And a lot of our guests buy general admission passes, so they're out there. Uh, and they take the weather as it comes. And uh, as much as over the years you try to learn to not be concerned about things you can't control, just prepare for whatever to happen, that's always the thing in the last 24 hours we talk about the most. But I guess that means also we've, we've gotten all the things we need to get done. There's going to be a different vibe this year because of COVID last year. I think your capacity was maxed out at uh, around 50, 51,000. What are you expecting uh, for this derby, number 148? We're going to be back to, uh, to pre-COVID protocols and expectations. So I, I think a good number to think of for our event is around 150. If I had to take the under or the over, I'd, I'd take the over on that. <laughs> so we're expecting a full house with the with the enthusiasm and the excitement that that we've seen every year up through 2019 we had a bit of a disruption as the rest of the country did because of covid but i you know, being on the ground here living in this community like i do uh, i've never seen it more excited and more intense and more focused on the derby than than now so uh, i think we're going to be looking at big numbers and i said on our earnings call a week or so ago I think we're looking at setting all of the financial metrics 
uh, attendance at the end of the day is, is impacted a little bit because we always have a fair amount of walk-ups, people that make a game day decision of whether they want to come or not. And it, part of that calculus they run is what does the weather look like that day? So if it turns out to be strong weather, then, then it'll be a gigantic crowd. If it, if it turns out where we might have some rain, and the forecast in the Ohio River Valley is always always iffy right up to the last minute. But if it looks like we might have some rain, then then you see some people don't show up. But uh, I think we're looking at 150 minimum and, and maybe maybe more depending on good weather. Hey, Bill, my co-host Michael Barr, uh, we had a little trouble getting out of the gate when the, when, when the bell sounded. <laughs> but he's, he's, he's currently in last place, but he's in the race and he's joining us now. Michael, welcome aboard. Uh, say hi to Bill. Hi, how are you? I threw a shoe and then everything just went all to pieces here. My day, all this newfangled stuff, we just churned the butter. We were happy to have it. <laughs> well, it's, it's nice to meet you via via telephone here. Mike and I have been having fun so far. Oh, I, I've been hearing it. Thank, thank you for your patience, and I know you're on a clock. But I do have uh, something on my mind about uh, Churchill Down. It's, it's the history of the track itself that always – excited me i mean I, I think of so many of the triple crown winners when from secretariat winning the first leg there I'm affirmed i can go on the history itself of the track can you tell us what that means and and how do you approach that for people coming to the track to say hey you see what we're all about sure so this is derby 148 and, and so the track started in 1875 and ran the first derby in 1875, and it's been run continuously every single year since that time. So we're the longest continually run sporting event uh, in the United States. And our facility has changed and morphed over the time. Over time. A lot of times when people think of Churchill Downs, it, you know, it's, it's a painted white. It, it's got this grand, um, grand appearance. Uh, but, but actually, if you see a picture from 1875, you realize how far the facility has come and how it's changed over time. Our most significant architectural feature is called the Twin Spires, and that actually was built in 1895. So mm. while there are just an incredible amount of traditions, an incredible focus on everything we do that might modify our facility or modify the tradition, one of the things that have kept us fresh, I think, over time has been our willingness to work within these traditions, to find new ways, to morph with the customers, to morph with the time. I think that's actually part of the legacy of how we've gone 148 years and are at a place now where we're healthier than we've ever been. Super strong company, super strong results. Part of it is our, our willingness to change with our guests. But ultimately, we change anything about our facility, and we've changed a lot we get a lot of feedback. You know, for example, one time in the last 10 years or so, we were repainting the track, and the, the version of white paint that we've historically used was no longer available because the manufacturer was no longer making it. So we found something close that I couldn't tell the difference of, but it was slightly different because we couldn't find the exact same thing, and people noticed that and wrote us letters about that. Wow. So <laughs> if we change anything... It sparks conversation and it sparks debate, but being willing to change, being, being willing to modify traditions and make new traditions, change old traditions, that's something we have to think about because obviously we can't run the business the way we do now, like we did in 1875. It, it's got to change with our guests. But we take that very, very seriously 
And when you work at Churchill Downs, sometimes you feel like you work for a public institution. You feel like you, you work for something that's owned by, by the citizens and, and is not a private company. In our case, we're a publicly traded company. But you feel like it's a, a national treasure and you have this higher obligation to, to, to make sure you listen and reflect. Hi, I'm Ron Krzyzewski, Chairman and CEO of Stiefel. Financial Advisors, if you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. Stiefel is a growing, entrepreneurial, advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you. Imagine having the resources of the largest wirehouses and the support of the boutique shops, but none of the bureaucracy to get in the way of you serving your clients. At Stiefel, it's your business, your book, your clients. I always tell the advisors we're recruiting, I want you to come to Stiefel and double or triple your business. Most of them laugh and shake their heads, but I'm serious. Don't take it from me. Take it from Stiefel's number one finish in J.D. Power's 2023 U.S. Financial Advisor Satisfaction Study. So there's a reason why 148 financial advisors joined Stiefel last year. Come join us and find out why Stiefel is the firm where success meets success. Visit www.choosestifel.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. The views of the community. And at first, that sometimes can be a bit, you know, it can be a, a bit overwhelming because you hear so many voices, but learning to listen to those voices and categorize the different views are part of what ultimately, one of the ways, one of the reasons the job is so much fun. Working here for everybody is so much fun. Bill, uh, record uh, first quarter for uh, the, the, the company up uh, $364 million, up about $20 million. Coming out of COVID, how were you able to rack up numbers like that? Well, we, um, like everybody, COVID, we're, we're a customer-facing business. So, so like most customer-facing businesses, we were really impacted by COVID. For example, the, the 2020 Derby we ran uh, without fans. 2021, we ran at 50,000 when this year we expect 150,000. The Kentucky Derby and Churchill Downs Racetrack is just one leg of a, of a three-legged stool that represents the foundation of our company. We're, we're also one of the largest and most successful regional casino companies in the United States, and we also have a very large online gaming uh, business. So coming out of COVID, we, we tried to make sure, we, we believed COVID would, would subside. We tried to make sure we invested through COVID. We have a very, very good balance sheet, so we kept our projects rolling. And then um, as the restrictions started to fade, we, we just went right back at it. And some of the growth that was in the pipeline that was being developed when COVID happened, we kept working on it, and it started to deliver as, as we came out of COVID. But ultimately, our relationship with our guests and our, and our brand with our guests is, is, is a powerful one that's been around for a long time. Bill, no. uh, tell us about this uh, Peninsula uh, Pacific Entertainment and, and what it's meant to the company. Yeah, so Peninsula Pacific, a really impressive regional gaming company, uh, a tremendous asset in New York called Del Lago, a hard rock casino in Iowa, and then a great footprint in the state of Virginia. It's a $2.5 billion transaction we're acquiring 100% of it. 
Uh, that's a big deal in these times, and that's a big deal in the casino in the casino space. So our deal is signed. We're now in the process of getting the gaming approvals in those three jurisdictions. We expect to close it uh, by the end of the year. We may be able to close it earlier than that, but it's really in the hands of the of the state gaming authorities in each of those jurisdictions. And for us, it gives us three great new states, but also our um, you know our our mo. What we've been very very good at is not just acquisitions, but greenfields, and the opportunity in Virginia to build out the Dumfries facility, which is, which is about an hour south of D.C., and some of the, the, the regional smaller facilities they're allowed to build within the state, up to 10. That, that's, uh, that's our bread and butter, and we think it'll, it'll add to our growth trajectory over the next three to five years at a, at a pretty impressive pace. So, um, that's that's a business we were watching develop, long-standing relationship with their CEO and senior management, and we just got a great opportunity. They're always out there, and, and regional gaming in particular, they're they're always they're they're always great projects that that would fit with our company. And while a lot of people think Churchill Downs, they think of horse racing, they think of the Kentucky Derby, and that is our crown jewel. That is the thing that makes us most special. We also are a leading gaming company, a leading casino company, and we've just found a lot of growth over the last decade in in that segment of our of our of our our business lines. I, as a guy who has been known to put a penny or two in some gambling joints, uh, <laughs> how would this work in terms of the online setup for betting on the Kentucky Derby? Because ordinarily the the online betting houses would set the odds, but you are the guy setting the odds for the horses as the betting comes in and it evolves. How does all of that work? That's a really great question. Uh, horse racing is completely different as a gambling game than all of the other sports wagering activity in the United States, and it's and it's different in a couple of respects. Uh, to start with, from a from a legal perspective, Congress passed a bill in 1978, which they updated in 2001, that allowed cross state line gambling on horse racing. So, and that's just a historical thing. Horse racing has been around forever, and betting has always been a part of it. So, uh, we've actually been on the internet taking wagers on horse racing for a long time, and it and it's a and it's a important part of our of our business lines. It's something we've had a lot of success doing. So that's one way that horse racing as a gambling game has been different than other sports. The other way that it's been different, and again, this goes back to history, we are, uh, we are a form of wagering called paramutual, which means that that's a, a French concept that means you bet amongst yourself. So when you're betting on a horse race, you're betting into a worldwide, you know, global virtual pool against all the other players who are also betting that race. So ultimately, the odds are actually set by you all, the players. We are the house, and we take a rake. We take a cut. So people say to me all the time, well, you really took my money, or I really took your money yesterday at the track. Well, actually, we're completely indifferent to who wins. You're never betting against the house. You're betting against the other players, and the odds are a pure reflection of how much money people put on each horse relative to the money put on the other horses. So that's different than sports wagering. If you take one of your, your Boston teams, if, if you lay down a bet on the Red Sox, 
ultimately, technically what's happening is you're betting against the house. So the gambling site takes the other end of that transaction and they may, they may lay off that bet by other players who take the other side of the transaction or by just balancing their books in general across, across the country. But ultimately for each individual bet, you're betting against the house. And that's different for paramutual. For paramutual um, you tell me the amount that's going to be wagered on Derby Day, and I can tell you how, exactly how much money we're going to make, because our margins on that transaction are the same no matter uh, no matter who wins the bet, whether the long shot, the 50 to one wins, or whether the prohibitive favorite wins. I can tell you exactly how much money we're going to make on that, because we're just taking a piece off the top. The players are betting against each other. Hey, Bill, I know we've got about 30 seconds left here, and, and uh, you have to be excited about your final capital improvement project, which uh, involves the paddock. You want to quickly uh, tell us about that? Yeah, back to, back to the idea of, hey, we're, we're going to be 150 years old uh, this time in two years, and there's a lot that goes into maintaining those traditions. But we also have to continuously reinvent ourselves to be relevant for our guests. So, uh, the paddock of Churchill Downs really has a footprint that was designed in 1895 and not redesigned since. It may have been added to and subtracted to, but we're going to completely redo it. We want people to walk into our facility, see the paddock, see the horses, see the twin spires, and we're really going to build uh, a series of terraces and seating options and cool things you won't find anywhere else in the United States to enhance our customers' experience, all centered around the most important part of Churchill Downs, which is the paddock, other than the racetrack, which is the paddock, where you watch the horses saddle up, you watch the, the horses parade, and where you get to pick you know, who you think is going to win the race. So that's the heartbeat of Churchill Downs racetrack, and it hasn't been reinvented in well over 100 years. And so we have a $200 million project that will be ready just in time for Kentucky Derby 150, which is the first Saturday in May in 2024, uh, and it'll reinvent our facility for, we hope, the next 100 plus years. So we need to do something big and bold for Derby 150, and and I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty satisfied and convinced that we're gonna we're gonna meet that very high standard. Bill Costanjan, Chief Executive Officer, Churchill Downs. If we were horses, Lynchy would be Secretariat, and I would be Mr. Ed. Thank you so much for joining us, and thank you for your patience. I appreciate it. Thanks very much. Happy Derby. Thanks, Bill. Thank you. This has been the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, and we're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday talking to some of the biggest players in the world of sports and some of the biggest issues. I'm Michael Warren. And I'm Mike Lynch. You can find me on Twitter at Big Bar Sports. And you can find me at Lynchy WCBB. And don't forget, you can download this show wherever you get your podcasts. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.